Welcome to Words of Life, Love, and Freedom. I'm your host, Paul McKibben, and I'm going to be sharing in this episode about being redeemed and made new through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is a topic I can really relate to because most of my younger life, uh, when it was just going my own way, kind of going wayward and I was so hard-headed and stubborn just doing my own thing. I didn't really want to hear what people had to say when it came to things that I should be doing that I was not doing or things I shouldn't be doing that I was doing. So it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, when Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, what this is talking about is that the law was instituted so that there would be a, a, a standard that God would set For people to know, hey, this is what you would have to do to be righteous and holy in my sight. But, you know, nobody could keep it because it was a perfect law. And I know they call it the curse of the law, but the only reason why I believe they called it the curse of the law is because it showed all of our uh, imperfections and our sin nature. Because we couldn't keep the law perfectly because of our sin. So it was called the curse of the law in that particular verse. But the law was not done away with when Jesus came. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He fulfilled the law perfectly when he came. Now Jesus, when he became a curse for us. Jesus was the perfect lamb of God. And he that knew no sin became sin for us so that we might have eternal salvation with him if we so choose. Which unfortunately, there's many people that have not chosen to serve Jesus. But the ones that choose Jesus and that choose to serve him and live for him have the opportunity to gain eternal salvation, eternal life, and live with Jesus Christ our King in eternity forever. And when I think about serving God, I think a a lot about the things that David would say when he would pour his heart out to the Lord and the different Psalms that he wrote. And in Psalm chapter 19 verse 14 David said let the words of my ho- of, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O Lord my strength and my redeemer Now when we're serving the Lord and we're doing all we can to not stray from the path that the Lord has set before us. And we are making these strides, progressing, 
pressing into the Lord, moving forward, we are in a process of becoming a new creation. Which it says in Isaiah 64, 8, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. And all we are, the work... And all we are, the work of your hand. So talking about being a new creation, though, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So what this is saying is, is once we come to the saving knowledge of Christ and we choose to serve God, all of those terrible, rotten, horrible, shameful things that we've done in our past that we're not proud of, that we are actually ashamed of, is totally wiped out of our life. It's totally wiped off like a clean slate of how God views us. God doesn't keep a record of all of the confessed sin that we have repented from. It says in God's word that the sins that we repent from are thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, which I can't imagine how big the sea of forgetfulness is, but if it's called the sea of forgetfulness, I'm sure it's probably pretty big. But it's amazing how the Lord can just, in the matter of just pouring your heart out to God and having an honest desire to want to serve Him, to want to do what's right, and not have this past of ours looming over us. Now, I had a a very bad past. I was all strung out on drugs and alcohol and many times went to jail and psych hospitals and rehabs and there was a lot of things that I did that I was not proud of. And I had a lot to be ashamed of the way I acted and the things I did in my past. But, you know, the the devil would beat me up all the time over my past. Because see, the devil likes to trap us. He'll lay um, a temptation in the form of a snare, or let me say it this way, he'll, he'll set a snare or a trap in the form of a temptation, and he tries to entice us into this trap. So once we step in, then he's like, oh yeah, I got you now. So while we're down in the trap, he starts beating on us, kicking us while we're down. And while we are as, as, as low as we could possibly be, he's still kicking us while we're down. And then he starts blaming us for falling into the trap that he set. He blames us like, yeah, look at you, you know, you, why, why'd you do that? You know you shouldn't have done that, and you went and did it anyway. Look at you. You're just pitiful. So the devil 
will beat us down with with uh, shame and guilt and condemnation and everything that the devil does is to try to separate us from God. He tries to separate us from the love of God. And, you know, he can't separate us from the love of God if we don't let him. The only way that we can be separated from the love of God is if we, on our own, from our own will, decide to sever part of our relationship with God by listening to the lies and deception and we allow the love of God, the flow of the love of God to be cut off from us. And it's not the God, it's not that God does that. That's us doing it to ourselves, not even knowing that we're doing it because we're feeding into the lies of the enemy. That enemy, he's really clever. I tell you what, he had me beat down for years with all the things that he was lying to me about. It took me years to get over some of the things that happened to me and some of the things that I had done. But you know what? It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So all these things of my past, they can be washed away. I can be made new and and the Lord is constantly sh- changing me, shaping me and molding me to the way that he wants me to be. He's molding me into his image. He wants me to be a man of God. He wants me to serve him. He wants me to listen to him and he wants me to yield to what he says. He wants me to be led by his spirit. He wants me to do the things that he wants me to do. He wants me to have the mindset and the attitudes in my life that I'll do what it takes to defend my God. I'll do what it takes to defend my faith. That I'll do what it takes to continue pressing onward, pressing into God, pressing forward persevering, enduring, whatever it takes to get it done, just do it. And during this process of just doing what it takes, sometimes the trials and tribulations that we go through are hard on us. Sometimes even the circumstances of our life, which the circumstances of our life, just getting older is hard is hard on us too. But Paul said it pretty uh, interestingly in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. He says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So what this means is no matter how life just growing older, which is a natural thing. People grow older and they die. So just simply by us growing older, becoming older and aging to the point of one day dying physically, 
and the things that beat us down in this world by the trials and tribulations that we go through. That's an assurance. That's uh, that's an assuring word that Paul gives when he says, Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Because you know what? People that are yielded to God, people that serve God wholeheartedly and want to do what's right, as they grow older, yeah, their body may be dying, but they usually are growing in wisdom too, unless they just act a way that is not in accordance with God's word and they don't grow in wisdom, which that is a possibility that can happen. But if someone is yielded to God and they want for their life what God wants them to have, they're going to grow in wisdom as they get older. As we're being beat down by the trials and tribulations of this life, we are learning and growing in wisdom. We are being renewed day by day spiritually through the trials and tribulations we go through, the lessons we learn from the mistakes we make. So that's a pretty awesome thought. And I know I've made my fair share of mistakes in my life. So I've got plenty to share about, about how uh, I'm being renewed day by day. And my outward man, even though my outward man is perishing, my inward man is being renewed day by day. Because I try, I really try to make an honest attempt to yield to the Lord as much as I possibly can. I like spending time with the Lord. I love my Savior. I love my God. I love the Holy Spirit. I like, I really love and I like how the Spirit speaks to me and allows me to be able to write inspirational poetry, which by the way, I will be sharing another piece of poetry in a few moments. But the Holy Spirit is just awesome because He actually indwells in us. When we get saved, He comes to live inside us. And there's a lot of people that may not realize this, but the the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. It says that in God's Word, the Spirit of Christ. So the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Christ are the same thing. So we have Jesus living in us. We have Jesus in our heart. We have His Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And we're being led and guided by the Spirit when we yield to Him. So this is just these are just some things to think about. I'm trying to put out there some thought-provoking ideas to get people to really think of maybe the direction that their life is going or the direction that they would like to go. So I'm going to share now a piece of poetry called Redeemed and Made New. I love you, Almighty God, and I praise you as I lift my voice. I will honor and worship you I willingly serve you by choice. I will serve you. Behold, you are the potter. I am the clay. I will love, honor, and serve you, and I desire to adhere to all of your ways. 
Oh God, I know it's only because of your love for us that I have been redeemed and made new. I'm so thankful, Lord God, that no matter where I was in my walk, when I was close to you and even when I had strayed, you never gave up on me. You draw me with your Holy Spirit. You draw me close to you. For so many years, I just didn't know until I was redeemed and made new. I just wandered aimlessly around from place to place, not knowing the Lord's call on my life. I didn't have a clue. Now I'm redeemed and made new, and I won't look back. My God is a God of abundance. He surely is not slack. I'm redeemed and made new. I am truly blessed. With my king on my side, through his love, he allows me to endure and persevere. I will pass the test. I'm redeemed and made new. My God has broken my chains of bondage that was so steeped in sin. My king has given me wings like an eagle to soar into the heavens. I spread my wings and soar into the wind. I praise you, almighty God, that I'm redeemed and made new. No matter how far I strayed, you waited patiently for me to learn from the error of my ways. You, with your outstretched arms, took me into your wonderful arms of love. You drew me with your Holy Spirit. You led me back to you. I'm redeemed and made new, and I'm so glad that you have done this for me. Being redeemed and made new has allowed me to learn the value of my freedom. And I'm not the only one that God has done this for. He has come and made his presence known to set all the captives free. Well, praise God. I hope that this has grabbed the attention of some listeners out there. I'm all about trying to share about some personal experiences, some scripture and some poetry, because that's how the Lord flows in my life a lot of times. He'll speak to me through the poetry. He'll give me a title, speak to me through the poetry and have me write things down. And I'm in prayer about the poetry of trying to find scripture that I can kind of connect to it and weave together personal experiences from my life, the scripture and the poetry, and kind of knit it all together. So that's the way I felt led to get this started. And I may continue with it like that. I may change it up periodically, but um, this is what the Lord has me doing for right now. So I'm just trying to be obedient. So praise God. I hope that this has moved someone out there. And if there's anyone out there that's listening to this and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I accept this gift, this gift of eternal life I confess my sins Lord God 
and I repent of my sin and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior this day. Lord, continue to lead and guide me with your Holy Spirit. Continue to show me and teach me the right way and help me, Lord God, to make right decisions. And that's that's basically all you have to pray. And just pray that in Jesus' name. And start reading your Bible. Get a Bible and start reading it. Start get going to church if you feel led to. Um, it's good to get involved in a good Bible teaching church. The Lord has got some great things in store for you. The Lord really wants to move on your behalf, but he's waiting on you. For any of the listeners out there that may not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Lord is waiting on you to accept this free gift of eternal life. There's somebody out there listening to this that needs to hear what the Lord is saying. The Lord says, come to me, my son, my daughter. Come to me and let me give you rest. You've had a weary, hard life. And there's some things that you need to be set free from. But through my love, I provided a way for you to be set free. I allowed my son, Jesus Christ, to be crucified and be put to death so he could raise the third day, be raised to life. And then he ascended back to heaven to be at my right hand, is what the Father is saying. And the Lord says that he wants everyone to be free. He doesn't want people to be in bondage. Bondage is what the enemy promotes. Freedom is what God promotes. And I'm not talking about the freedom that the world thinks of. Woohoo, yeah, I got freedom to do whatever the 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 mess I want, whatever the heck I want. You know, that's that's not the kind of freedom I'm talking about. When I'm talking about freedom, I'm talking about freedom in Christ to serve God in love, holiness, righteousness, and purity and allowing Him to bless us in any way that He feels led to. Allowing us to be so open to His move of the Spirit that His anointing can come on us at any given time. And flow through us and around us and, and his presence will be everywhere. So just keep that in mind. The Lord God is, is really tugging on someone's heartstrings right now. And they need to, the Lord is calling out saying, son or daughter, come to me and get right with me. I, I want to know you. I want to love you and I want to watch over and protect you. And I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to experience love, joy, and peace. 
And I tell you, folks, God's love, joy, and peace is uncontainable. And I'm serious, it is uncontainable. Some people that kind of catch a little glimpse of God's love, joy, and peace, but then they um, get to a point where like, okay, well, that's fine and dandy. Um, What's next? No, you hadn't truly experienced God's love, joy, and peace. If that's the kind of attitude you have. If you have that kind of attitude that you experienced God's love, joy, and peace, and you had enough of it, or there wasn't enough for you, that is, uh, uh, that's a false idea. That's not even true. Because God's love, joy, and peace, if we let it, will so fill us, It'll fill us completely full till our cup overflows and it overflows on all those around us. That's why the Lord prompts me to get in his presence in the morning hours and spend time with him. Because when he pours his love, joy, and peace over me when I'm writing, when he's inspiring me to write and I write, It pours out on all those that listen to what the Lord has given me to write. That's the kind of love, joy, and peace I'm talking about. And I'm just scratching the surface, folks. I mean, I'm I'm just getting into it. I mean, I've been writing poetry since 2018, but I'm just saying it can get a lot deeper than where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to help people along get deeper into the spirit and I'm trying to help usher into people's lives a more intimate walk with Christ through the words that he gives me in the poetry that I write. That's one of my goals. To be encouraging and uplifting and and just share with people what the Lord lays on my heart. And also share personal life experiences Things that I've been through, things that I've learned from the things that I've been through, and also some things to watch out for to not fall into. There were some of the traps that I fell into. So praise God. That's that's all I'm going to say for this episode. But y'all have a blessed, wonderful day. God truly bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, peace. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.